Hi everyone, before we dive in with the interview, I wanted to introduce everyone to the Boardroom brand and the newsletter. Uh, Boardroom is going to aim to aggregate some of the most important governance events, votes, and updates from across the cryptocurrency industry, across different DeFi protocols and Layer 1 protocols and ecosystems. So in an effort to bring a bit of transparency into how these mechanisms work um, and how the voters and delegates are actually researching, communicating, informing, informing themselves, and voting on different governance topics across these diverse mechanisms and ecosystems, um, what we want to do with the Boredom Newsletter is highlight and interview a lot of these decision makers. Um, so this month we're starting the Politician Spotlight series. Um, and our first interviewee, which you'll see next, is uh, DeFi Rate, a very early mover in the DeFi ecosystem. You know, one of the first protocol politicians to come up in the compound um, governance mechanism and ecosystem. So in the following 15 minute video, I'm going to interview Cooper Turley and Lucas Campbell from their team um, as we die. And we're going to dive into, you know, some of the novel and exciting complexities and intricacies of these um, of these new delegation mechanisms and uh, governance mechanisms. So um, hopefully you subscribe to the newsletter. I'll link the discord chat as well in the description. And let's dive right in. Lucas and I stumbled across DeFi rate about a year ago. It was founded by an angel in Silicon Valley who was super interested in DeFi, but you know, not too deep in the space. It was just a notion to him that made a lot of sense. Lucas and I have been working in the space for about three to four years, and we started to notice DeFi as a trend kind of coming up. So for us, it was a good writing opportunity to sort of do a deep dive into it. And then after you know a couple of weeks of just doing it pretty much every single day, you know, there was a clear fit for us to kind of um, take it on more as like a, a formal role rather than just sort of as guest contributors, I guess you could say. So I'm currently the editor of DeFi Rate and Lucas leads growth. And I'll let him talk a little bit about, you know, what that meant for us and sort of getting the project off the ground. Yeah. So, I mean, we pretty much started off just building out this lending page um, just to give people in the DeFi community this very concise, simple overview on like the best interest rates, whether you're lending or borrowing from it. Um, so we took that and then we realized that there was no one really focusing on news specifically. So we, and obviously like working in the DeFi space, there's uh, just an insane amount of stuff coming out every day and it's almost impossible to keep up. So like that was kind of the driving reason behind uh, building out this very news specific uh, website. So that was really the motivator. So th those are like our two core things is just um, the landing page and then news. And then Kind of in 2020, right at the beginning of the year, we really started to notice governance as an emerging trend. Um, and this just started becoming more and more apparent over time when we saw Compound and UMA and all these protocols just starting to integrate some sort of governance mechanism in it. And just given our focus in the lending sector, uh, we thought Compound and um, mostly Compound right now, which is like a really good fit for us. Um, so we decided to put in our hat in the ring or our name in the ring and um it ended up working out for us we were super early on the opportunity compound labs reached out to us and ended up delegating you know a fair chunk of, of comp tokens to us so we've just kind of taken that and really from there just been working on building out this like very transparent um governance system uh where we're trying to you know post on any like significant or complex issues we we try and talk about it and just you know, outline our rationale so anyone can see it. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of the background on DeFi rate and then kind of how we led to governance over the past year. That's awesome. That's really cool to hear. So 
governance and like proxy delegation is nothing new, right? Like different flavors of this have existed mm -hmm. in the crypto ecosystem before. And obviously, you know, in traditional corporate governance and any sort of like political ecosystem, um, we've seen the delegation of governance rights and governance influence and power before. I think what's really novel around, around a lot of these DeFi um, protocols and mechanisms is number one, the transparency of it all. Uh, and number two, the incentive mechanisms that are also built around them. So, you know, that being said, what, you know, we're seeing right now is a huge explosion of protocol politicians that want to gain a lot of influence in these different protocols, almost vying for delegations of token holders, right? I think we've, we've already seen Compound essentially distribute their comp token to what, 20,000 unique addresses today, um, probably more than that. Um, so what I wanted to ask you guys is how is DeFi rate um, you know, different from other po like protocol politicians and what are the differentiating factors in your mind that make mm -hmm. you guys maybe more qualified uh, to make some of these governance decisions on behalf of the delegators? Yeah, I'd say um, from just like a community standpoint, you know, the fact that we've been able to see how community sentiment is on a lot of protocols outside of the ones that we're uh, currently governing on. So for example, Lucas mentioned Compound, you know, obviously we've written about them extensively in the past. We had a really good understanding of their product roadmap and sort of their values. But then being able to tie that in um, with some of this community sentiment around like decentralization and sort of like safely upgrading the protocol. I think that there's a lot of people specifically in the compound bucket that are really focused on long-term sustainability and profit, which is something that we're obviously very passionate about. But to us as a politician, we want to make sure that those readers of DeFi rate and sort of the people that are in the trenches every day are being fairly represented in the polls when um, a vast majority of the current leaderboard, you know, has a lot of early investors, which have great intentions in mind, but might not share the same values as the community members using the protocol every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think building on that, like one of our driving reasons was like, if you look at Compound's governance leaderboard, kind of as Cooper was alluding to, top person, A16Z, second is Polychain, fourth is Paradigm, there, you know, a bunch of other, you know, DeFi founders, Robert Leshner, a bunch of Compound people. Um, so we really just thought it was a good opportunity to kind of diversify that, that governance, uh, like what that governance ecosystem looked like. So that was kind of one of the driving reasons as Cooper kind of also said, like being very community focused, community driven and community transparency was just like a huge, huge aspect for it for us. Um, so yeah, I think that was like kind of the, the driving reason behind us becoming a compound delegate. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I completely agree with you guys. And, you know, we'll link the uh, compound governance dashboard as well um, to this interview, just to make sure that everyone can see that top, top voter leaderboard. Um, so diving into a bit more of the uh, logistics of, you know, the evaluation process and research process, how are you guys currently evaluating proposals and keeping track of everything that's going on in the mm -hmm. ecosystem? Yeah, so I think like, the proposals are just like super tough. I think like the biggest thing is just like reading the um, form discussions. Like that's just the best way to get a get a kind of like an idea of what like what people are thinking. Um, but polit politics are like very nuanced. It's really tough to like make decisions sometimes. Like we've been you know sitting around. You know I think like Tether was one, and then like the CDI interest rates was another. Like where it's just really up in the air on like which way we want to go. Um, so that's kind of where we like will lead to like, you know, running a community poll and like seeing what the community thinks and not just like what we think and like what we want to do. It's more like, mm -hmm. all right, if, if the answer is not obvious, then it's like, okay, what's the community sentiment? And that's usually kind of like our, our approach to governance. If it's like just not an obvious answer, 
we, we definitely like lean on the community and just want to hear as many as many thoughts as possible. Yeah, it's actually interesting because a lot of the times if it is an important proposal, there will be a lot of people that actually share their commentary on Twitter. So you might have seen around like people doing governance threads and whatnot. And there's been numerous occasions where Lucas and I have seen a proposal go live right away. We have our own opinions, but then we'll wait, say, 24 hours or so and just sort of let the community field it out, you know, get some different perspectives, see the way that people are voting, sort of see how that influences what our original thought was and then try and make a decision based on that. That's awesome. So, so when you are actually pulling in this community signal, you know, someone still has to decide, right? So, like right. internally within DeFi rate, um, who's actually, you know, how are you guys making the actual decision? How do you come to consensus? You know, if you're there's a disagreement between you guys, um, or are you usually, you know, essentially on the same side of the fence on on most proposals? Mm. Cooper, you want to take that? Yeah, for sure. So the governance team at DeFi right now is me and Lucas and then the founder, Kendall, who I mentioned at the beginning of this call. So generally what we do is try and have a um, soft consensus that's reached us through chat. And if for some reason we're kind of on the fence about um, which way we want to lean, for example, the Tether one was one that Lucas and I were originally on the opposite sides of the fence. Then we sort of came to the same conclusion. So we took like an internal governance call, basically spent like 15 to 20 minutes just outlining the pros and cons of each. And I think that from having, you know, um, a formal call that's not just text-based, getting on the line and talking about it, we were able to sort of like outline where we landed. And with that, I'm pretty sure, you know, almost always we're on the same page about which way to vote. Mm -hmm. And then I think adding to that, like one of the things we'll do is we just like write out like a, a governance post with our rationale and like whoever kind of just comes up with the best rationale. Like usually once you kind of put it in words and like long form and like really detail like why you think that way, then it's usually like when we all kind of end up on the same side of the fence. But um, it's mm -hmm. definitely never always like that, you know, especially just like internally, like there's definitely some issues that we kind of are on opposite side of the fences on. But at the end of the day, we always try and come to like a good rationale behind the the way we vote. Yeah, and there's yeah, never absolutely. been a single, uh, a single vote where like, you know, Lucas and I are on opposite sides of the fence completely and we have to flip a coin mm -hmm. to vote or something, you know, like yeah. I'm always yeah. very happy yeah. with the decision we make. And I'd like to say the same with Lucas, like we reach a very sense, sensible conclusion. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I, th I mean, I would probably argue that that conflict is healthy, you know, for the, for the um, internal discussions at, at DeFi rate and how you guys make decisions. Um, so related, you know, to that reasoning and that, that thought behind every proposal and every vote, um, you know, say a delegator actually doesn't like the way you guys voted. Um, how can I get in touch with you guys? How can I, you know, hold you accountable to, you know, your mission, your value statements? Um, what's the best way for me as a delegator um, to actually, you know, voice my opinion? You know, I'll be, um, I'll be pretty honest. That I think right now delegation is so early stage that we haven't really seen that uh, proliferate yet, specifically due to the fact that with Compound, there's not really an incentive to delegate right now. So basically where we're at is kind of like trying to be ahead of that curve and, uh, showing why our delegated opinion might be valuable. But to your question about like how a delegate can participate in that conversation, I think that's why from a high level, we leave our DMs open on Twitter. Anyone can reach out. Like Lucas was saying, we do blog posts that inform our decisions. And from there, we, we try and be very active with the way that we communicate which way we're voting so that it's not just, you know, us behind the curtain um, voting yes and not really keep anyone in the loop about that. Like there's always a high level of transparency about the way we vote and, and how we came to that conclusion. Yeah, and I think adding to that, like, the beauty of these systems is that, like, opting out is always there. Like, there's a frictionless way to opt out. You can just do it with an Ethereum transaction. If you don't like the way we're voting or the, our rationale or the way with that we're presenting ourselves in the governance ecosystem, like, 
then you just, you know, undelegate and you can opt out easily. And I think that's something that's, you know, hugely beneficial and unique to like the Web3 governance ecosystem. Yeah, I absolutely agreed. Um, so is there anything that would actually pre ever prevent you guys from voting on a proposal? Any reason why you guys wouldn't vote on something? Um, maybe, mm. you know, a conflict of interest or something you vehemently disagree with? Or, um, you know, do you really intend to plan? Uh, do you plan to vote on every single proposal that comes up? Yeah, I think we're we pretty lucky. Go ahead, Coop. I was going to say, I think that we aim to vote on every proposal. Um, the only reason I could see us not voting is if we were literally so on the fence that we didn't want our uh, decision to influence one direction or another. And when we didn't have a clear idea of what we thought was the best outcome. But for the most part, I think that it's really just, um, honestly, just a time and bandwidth issue, you know, like compounds mm -hmm. been great because it was the first one having active proposals. But the more active these conversations get, I think that it's a bit optimistic of us to think that we're going to vote on every single proposal. And instead, I mm -hmm. think that our mission is going to be to vote on the most important proposals and have thoughtful discussion around the ones that have the largest impact on the protocol as a whole. Mm -hmm. And with that said, like we are fortunate to have like one of the most active um, participation rates right now on Compound. Um, but usually like if we don't vote on something, it's literally because like we just like sometimes we just miss it because there's so many proposals sometimes and like or it's just like not a major issue that we feel the need that we have to like weigh in or it's just like our vote doesn't really I don't know. I don't want to say it doesn't matter because it always does matter, but it's not like a contentious issue that we need to feel the need mm -hmm. to like vote on something. Yeah, and, and, you know, you guys keep bringing up uh, the compound process, and obviously, you know, it's definitely the most established, you know, delegation process. Um, you know, do you, are you planning on actually getting involved in any other, you know, uh, current protocols that might be live or that you may know that have, you know, could have a delegation process in the near future? Yeah, so I think um, from a high level, you know, the balancer voting that just went live was super interesting to us. Like just the fact that you could actually vote with Val tokens instead of just signaling in Discord was a good step in the direction there. Um, obviously, I've been super involved with Wiren and what's going on over there. I think that that's a really, really important conversation around truly distributed governance. So trying to play um, a little bit more of a hands-off approach in that and sort of like just gauging interest and kind of trying to guide discussions rather than influence them. But I know that, um, yeah, there's definitely a handful of protocols that are going to be releasing some governance stuff in the future that we'd love to be involved with in a similar capacity to the way we've been describing Compound. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, so, so let's get a bit creative here. And, you know, I wanted to ask you how you see the future of, you know, proxy voting and protocol politicians, especially in the DeFi space. Um, you know, I think we've we've seen the first page of the book, right? Like we've seen, there may be 20, 30 active like politicians that really maybe or may not be actively taking in delegations. Um, what do you envision, uh, you know, for this, for this vertical, for this industry in, in a year, five years, 10 years down the road? Hmm. I think uh, from my perspective, you know, that incentive alignment makes a ton of sense and it's something that I don't think we've seen play out yet. So specifically in the case of Compound, you know, there is an allocation that could be used to governance incentives. And I think that for politicians such as ourselves, there has to be one, um, some sort of sustainable revenue for politicians to be participating in governance. And then two, a tangible benefit to people for delegating to pro protocol politicians. So in Kyber right now, we're seeing that your rewards that you get from staking actually are directly correlated to the amount of proposals you vote on. And I think that delegation is important in the scenarios where you're just a passive user. You don't want to be voting on every single proposal, but you want to make sure that your voting weight is voted on for every proposal. And in those situations, I think that having, um, you know, delegation frameworks in place to maximize your rewards make a lot of sense. And it's something that's going to be 
pretty much existent in almost every protocol in the future. Mm-hmm. And I think like the interesting thing that we're not seeing a lot right now is just like the incentive to participate. Like Kyber was like probably one of the first ones to do it. So if I had to say like what I expect to see in the next like few years is probably more or stronger incentives to participate and like have, you know, well-versed governance be like, you know, very knowledgeable in these ecosystems and like being able to apply that specialized knowledge and earn an income from it. Um, that's yeah. kind of where we see this going in the long term. It may not happen tomorrow. It may not happen next week. It may not even happen this year, but we would expect that as these systems get increasingly more complex, the knowledge behind knowing those systems will become increasingly as valuable. Um, yeah, and I think uh, it's important to highlight too, like we're seeing this interesting divide right now where incentivizing governance doesn't just mean giving you a reward for voting at all. So specifically on Nexus Mutual, I know Luke and I are very active in those proposals and there's a direct uh, incentive and tokens to do so. But one of the things that I'd like to see evolve in the future is it's not about just voting yes or no and getting a reward for doing that. It's about being on the proper, the winning side of that decision. Because I think right now, even with Kyber, you know, people are just voting just to vote, regardless if they don't really care about what happens so they can get a reward. And the more sort of systems there are for people to be incentivized to vote correctly, I think the stronger those incentives will become. Hmm. Um, so so with that, I wanted to, to ask you, you know, where people can follow you, um, you know, if you want to um, shout out kind of like your website, your Twitter, social handles, et cetera. Um, and where can they learn a bit more about, you know, how to delegate and, and what your thoughts on governance are? Definitely. Um, so our Twitter is probably the best place to stay up with this. That's at DeFiRate. Our website, DeFiRate.com, is where we post all of our articles. And then for myself, obviously, on Twitter as well, I'm at Koopa Truba. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you want to delegate to us on Compound, you can do so via the governance dashboard. And then um, my Twitter handle is OX underscore Lucas. Awesome. Amazing, guys. Well, thanks for coming on. And, you know, I'm sure we'll have you guys on again once you're uh, you know, participating in more protocols and once the space has grown a lot more. So looking forward to the, to the next conversation. Thanks for joining. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you, man.